guys so I'm actually doing a lot of podcasts on request now because I have a nice long list of things that I have got asked and things that have come up so I really hope you enjoy the next few streams of podcasts this one is going to be pretty much based on progress and like different ways you can progress so it's not all about weights on the bar they're like it's not even about reps like I made it clear that reps are another way to progress but I haven't made it clear enough that sometimes reps can go down sometimes weight can go down it all really depends on the whole ses session in general and also the whole pretty much week of training like for example if you have something like legs like something leg based three times a week and you smash the shit out of your like the first leg session of the week and then on the second leg session of the week or if you have like two lots of squats or two lots of deadlifts because I don't believe in Bruce well I don't really believe in Bruce splits unless it's really required by someone because there are some people that do require it but if you have something like that where you're hitting the same thing twice a week then it's normal for the second lot of them to be pretty like to take a hit if your first session of them was so much more advanced or intense or there's also factors like when it comes to progress there are actually so many different factors that come into it like how how's the environment around you like well, you're in a stressful environment was work stressful did you have a fight with your boyfriend did you have some family dispute I did your kids muck up all night did, you, did, did your newborn keep you awake all night Did you have a shit sleep how's your hydration have you had poor nutrition the last few days anything like that can really take it like can really put a hit onto your progress in the gym the way that you train stress is the biggest thing as well when it comes to training like stress can make your body so tight it can like you feel way more immobile when you are stressed out because what drives muscle functioning it's your neural drive it's coming from the cns it's coming from your brain because your muscles a fight like your muscles fire due to the synapses which is a communication between nerve cells neuromuscular junctions which is your nerves and your muscles so that's how they contract so if you're chronically stressed out you will have some muscles like your hip flexors or your hamstrings or your calves or something that's chronically firing which is when it's called hypertonic which means it's constantly firing, it's staying tight because it's constantly active and it's not relaxing. And the same with your hips. So really addressing your mental state, your mentality. This is why I said to someone on a call later today, you could have the perfect training plan, you could have the perfect diet, you could be pretty damn consistent with something as well. Like there are people that are like, you can have the perfect training, perfect diet, but if you're not consistent, you won't get results. Yeah, well, you can still be consistent and not get the results that you want because you haven't fixed what is in your head. 
you need to look interiorly before you can look externally and I have so many stories on that for myself as well because I slugged it out of the gym and I never got the results I wanted and that was because of my mindset and my mind frame approaching so many different things but trust me when I say your mental state the way that you view things the way that you see progress the way that you see success it all plays into how you form and the results that you get and how far along you get on your yellow brick road from another podcast to your goals. So really think about that the next time you enter the gym. And if you listen to, I think it's like my first, second or third podcast, there's an episode called Why Do You Go To The Gym? It should not just be focused on physique goals because that's what's going to tear you down. That's why I actually made my switch to powerlifting. But it took a while into my powerlifting to actually change my mindset the way that it needed to be changed. Because I still had the same mindset for the first couple of months into powerlifting, if not the first few months. Like, it doesn't just happen just like that. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to switch to this or I'm going to change my obsession to this. I'm going to shift my drive, my motivation, my OCD on this and shift it to something else. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. You can't just shift it. You need to recognize it and address it. And it does not happen in one week, let alone a night. It doesn't even happen in a month for most people. Heck, it took me months. It took me like from, I started powerlifting last July. It took me until September to really start working on it because it took me that long to acknowledge it. Like I knew it was there, I recognized it, but I didn't acknowledge it. Like I not the way that I needed to acknowledge it like I didn't acknowledge it in a way that it needs changing it's not working for me like no I didn't see it that way because a lot of the time we keep our habits and habits are hard to change or break because in some other brain cells within our head we believe that it works for us and this is where once I get the unit up to my group as well because I'm doing learning learning units in there this is where you really, really take a whole chunk out of the success triangle, because I do it as a triangle, by not shaping your beliefs and your self-faith the way that it needs to be shaped to progress you forward, to serve you. And something that I'm going on in all the phone calls to my girls lately is I don't care what you want, I care how it's going to make you feel. Sometimes I don't even care why you want it until you know how it's going to make you feel. Okay, you want it because you want to have... You want to have closure of some sort. Okay, cool. How is that going to make you feel? Like, there's the why, which has the verb, but I want a noun. I want an adjective. Like, you can say, okay, so my why is because... Like, my why for being consistent is because... I want to have discipline. Okay, cool. How's discipline going to make you feel? In control. So there's a triangle there between discipline, consistency, and control. So that could be your theme. I love things working in trifectas. Like I used to love the TV show Charmed. It made me really believe in trifectas where there needs to be three things aligned to get that center masterpiece so I always work by threes 
And it's kind of funny because my birthday's on the 3rd of November and everything to me has just been, I love the number three. And whenever people say third time lucky or third time unlucky, I'm like, nah, it's third time lucky because everything works in threes for me. So if something bad happens twice, it's not gonna happen a third time because I'm gonna stop it in its tracks because it took me two times to recognize it so that I can address it and make sure it doesn't happen a third time. If that makes sense to you, then I really, really suggest that you reprogram your mind for success. Because if you're thinking, shit, it's happened twice, I'm just gonna expect something bad to happen. Or in any other case where something bad happens and you just like wallow in pity and be like, okay, well, one thing just went bad when I had all the hopes in the world. I'm just, I guess I'm not made out for this or I guess I'm not gonna achieve this. No, you keep trying, you keep freaking trying, you keep asserting yourself, you keep using gratitude, you keep using self-reflection, you keep using everything positive to get you to where you wanna be because the second that you let your weak link let you down or you let one little moment just take a whole freaking chunk out of your life, like you have one life to live. I hate people saying life is short because it's the longest freaking thing that you do. So make it worth it. You don't want to live with regret. You don't want to live with issues with self-confidence because when you have issues with self-confidence, how much freaking life do you miss out on? How many opportunities do you miss out on? How many great relationships do you miss out on? How many freaking chances of being positive and being able to just do whatever the fuck you want? Because you're confident in your like abilities, yourself, your friggin' opinions, you're just bold. Like living a bold life is one of the best things you can do. Like I've been there, and I I've I missed out on so much from being in such a shell in so many different ways. Like I'm talking about this issue in particular, where it comes to self confidence, like it blocked off so much for me and not only did it block off a lot but it led to a lot of shit in my life because I was looking for always like because I never was confident in myself it's like I was looking in all the wrong areas to assure me that I'm good enough that I'm pretty enough that I don't need to post black and white photos because I look good in colour. Like, I needed someone else to say it a hundred million times. I needed to say, oh, I look shit in this, just to hear someone else say that, no, you look good in this. I needed to always backhand compliments. Like, I remember so many people saying, you never ever accept compliments, what the fuck? Like, I, I remember it clearly. Like, I, that was the biggest comment that I always got throughout high school. You never accept compliments. Can't you just freaking accept a compliment for once? Like, no, because they're just saying it to make me feel better. No, they're not. Can't you see this, this, this? Like, well, this person likes you. This person likes you. Like, you have every single freedom. I'm like, nah. Like, you're bullshitting. Like, and it would just leave, like, you know, to the, to the moral of the story, like, there is progress in so many different ways. And wow, I really deviated from the main point here. But, like... I didn't make any progress in, like, if you look at me then to the way now, like, there, use a different person, for example, let's just say Sally. So, Sally, just say Sally looks pretty much the same there to now, except now she's aged, she's more mature, she's learnt more, she's put herself into a different lifestyle, blah, 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 blah. 
Okay, so progress happens from here to here in a certain way in her looks and this, this in the looks and then this in her appearance, blah, blah, blah. But at some points in there, there were plateaus. Like, you can't constantly change the way you look day in, day out or week in, week out. Like, things, your body doesn't work that way. Like, it adapts. Just like your metabolism adapts. Probably for another topic too. But there was so much progress made from high school Sally to now Sally. Like, the confidence she's gained, probably the amount of opportunities she used to say no to, she's now saying yes to. Probably, if she never evolved in that way with her mindset, she'd probably freaking cleaning toilets her whole life. Or she'd be a slave to someone else's freaking business or something that she's not happy with or in a narcissistic relationship because she never thought she was good enough for anything better. Like, so many girls that come through Team Ruby, actually, they're, they're with Team Ruby. So many girls that are with Team Ruby have went through career breakups and they've evolved to something better that they actually feel complete in they feel driven to. Two people went into freaking fitness related jobs now. The other two just went somewhere where their job actually freaking acknowledges them as someone that knows their shit. Some of them ditched toxic work environments for better work environments that are now allowing them to see better results in the gym. Now, why didn't that happen before they came to Team Ruby? Because I don't give a shit about what happens externally or with your diet or with your training until you fix what's happening on your insides. You're like, yeah, I'm going to give you a training program and a diet to get you to your goals. Yeah, I'm going to give you that stuff to make you stronger. Yeah, I'm going to give you that stuff to help you lose weight if that's what your goal is. Yeah, my diet and training programs freaking do that amazingly because that's what I do. I'm a conditioning specialist, a transformation specialist. But hey, transformation doesn't just happen on the outside, which is why I don't say I'm a conditioning specialist. I say I'm a transformation specialist because... I don't give a shit how you transform on your body if you're not happy with him because where's the end point for you if you're not happy yet? You get what I'm trying to say? And I'm still not even at the point where progress doesn't just happen by weight on the bar and reps in a freaking exercise. Like you can feel things better and sometimes if your mindset is cloudy or you had a stressful day or you're not coming from a place of like knowing why you're in the gym and not, you're not just in the gym to burn calories to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. You're in there to actually improve on yourself. Then you're not going to be able to have the connection. Like I can bicep curl thin air and make my arm tremble. I can cable fly or I should say dumbbell fly thin air and make my pecs shake. And I can make them look pumped as hell without a weight in my hand. I can make my abs tremble when I'm doing a dead bug. Now, it took a while to connect to that mentally. And if I was in a rush to just get shit done and deadlift some heavy weights, then I would not be putting the time into giving a shit about these other things. But I didn't start off with powerlifting, and I don't think anyone should ever really start off with powerlifting. They should start off with, yeah, strength, building strength, but not on a powerlifting level. It should all be done on a level to actually work execution, work muscle-mind connection. Like, I did hypertrophy work for bodybuilding, as in, like, building muscle and all that shit for three years before I entered into powerlifting. And I used to follow people who actually gave a shit about muscle execution. And I learned all these fancy tricks and methods and ways of programming. Like, that's why I do my programs the way I do them, and that's why I give my clients the drills that I give them. But I can give them everything that they need and they can still not get the results they want if they're not actually, one, doing the damn drills, doing the damn exercises the way I say, or filming their lifts, if 
it needs filming, which a lot of the time it would at the start, because I'm happy to critique everything. Anything you tell me, anything you show me, I will look at it and I will give you feedback because I love being able to help you in every way that I can. But if you're not going to do the drills and you're not going to have the right mindset when you do them, they're not going to say, ah, this is just wasting my time or, ah, this is not burning a lot of calories because I'm freaking lying on my back doing some stupid dead bug. I'm not a freaking lady beetle, whatever the hell you say to yourself. Like, everything is done for a purpose. And even when I say activate your lats with the resistance band before you do deadlifts, and you don't do it because it's wasting your time, well then it's not my fault if you can't properly engage your lats when you're doing a barbell row, when you're doing a deadlift, or anything else like that. So... I guess what I'm trying to say is progress within the gym is so internal. It's so like, it's not just reps and weight on the bar. Like there are times when I smash out the first exercise or two of my training and then for the rest of them, I'm just weaker than usual. I can't get as many reps, but that's because I just smashed out the first two exercises. And when it comes to powerlifting training, it's not exactly the case. But when you're doing power building or bodybuilding type of stuff, or you're trying to lose weight, so you're not really doing powerlifting stuff because mm, there's not a lot of volume in there to build muscle or I'm just trying to say when you're not just doing something that's purely strength based and it actually has hypertrophy and volume and frequency especially frequency and volume then your first session can easily impact your second and third sessions as well because your muscles will be fatigued your CNS will be fatigued and you won't even know it that's why whenever I give my clients like attempts for the deadlifts. I don't give them friggin' max attempts for everyone. I give them, okay, cool, I want your first one to be easy, something that you can easily do three, four reps for. Well, actually, usually I do it for three reps. And then I want your second one to be something that you do, that I would give you one rep for, but you have plenty left in the tank. Because if you do, like, if 150 kilos for the sake of being easy or numbers, if 150 kilos on your deadlift is your max, and then I give you, okay, so let's do 130, 145, and then 152.5 to see if we make a big, wait, yeah. Let's give you 130, 145, and 152.5 just to see if you have like a big oomph. Or even worse, I say 147.5 with a five kilo jump. Like, that is so close to your current max that you're pretty much maxing out twice. So I would say, okay, let's do 130, 2.5 maybe 130 and then we'll do 140 and then we'll do 152.5 but it all depends on how we've led up to the actual training day itself and how we do the warm-ups in training so for example if you're someone who does 10 kilo jumps in training then we can easily do 10 kilo jumps at the bar so 142.5 152.5 maybe or if 100 kilos is your max, I might say, okay, let's do 80 kilos, then we'll do 90, 92.5 actually, 80, 92.5, 102.5, and if you're feeling good, we'll do 105. Because on deadlift day, on what on a powerlifting day, you'll actually have a lot more adrenaline running through you, and you won't be as fatigued due to the taper off. So stuff like that, like realizing that your CNS which is your brain your mental state it all connects to your muscles through the neural muscular junction and that's exactly why your mental state and everything 
brain focus and CNS focus also impacts your gut health. Because, hey, you have nerves that freaking connect to your gut as well. The vagus nerve, for example. Like, it can really affect your gut when you're stressed because that is attached directly from your brain to your gut. That is why there's the gut-brain access that people talk about if you've ever heard of it. And there's also the hyperpituitary hyperpituitary thalamus axis, the HPA axis. So I just say hyperpituitary axis, that's the one. And there's also one that's connected to the thyroid. So the thyroid, the brain, the reproductive system, just everything, like the brain connects to everything. So that is why I focus on internal stuff. And this was just a really freaking long ramble about how different forms of progress happen and a lot of different case studies and examples in there. So I really hope that you take something from it. And because it was so traditional Ruby rambles about everything and diverts far away from the actual topic at hand, if there is anything that I've said in this episode or any previous episodes that resonates with you or that I didn't cover enough, then please let me know and I will cover it in more detail in a future podcast. And if there's anything in particular that you want to make sure that I cover and don't divert from, let me know as well.